0: Hey moms, was your dinner last night the leftover chicken nuggets from your kids' try? Is your current idea of self-care closing the door when you pee? If the only chance you have for exercise is the squats you do when you pick up your kids' Legos, well then take a seat, mama. You're in the right place. I'm Corinne. And I'm Jess. And this is Mama Mama Bites. Bites. Thanks for tuning in to the Mama Bites podcast. We were so excited to do this interview with Linda Shanti-McCabe. This actually has been months in the making. Linda is a clinical psychologist out of San Francisco and so lovely to talk with. She is also the author of The Recovery Mama Guide to Your Eating Disorder Recovery in Pregnancy and Postpartum and also can be found online uh, at drlindashanti.com. Her blog is lovely, we've actually traded blog posts which have been a lot of fun. What we will say about this interview since it was months in the making, we did have some technical challenges with our line. Um, Jess was remote today in the interview and so you might hear a little bit of an echo when you hear Linda talk. And what we might say about that is you're probably dealing with that a lot all day with your kids echoing the things that you say or echoing each other. So hopefully this isn't a bother and hopefully you understand and instead can get the awesome information that she provides in her story and uh, connect with some of the things that we each find important and helpful in our own self-care. Okay, enjoy. Thank you, Linda, for joining us for the Mama Bites podcast. We're so excited to have you at long last.
1: I'm so excited to be here.
0: This uh, <laughs> It feels like this, um, this podcast in particular is um, brought to us by uh, the internet and technology because I'm trying to think of... Where we first um, connected, and I think it was um, on a on a Facebook board that we were both moms in private practice, and then we connected and realized that we were on opposite coasts doing very similar work <laughs> with uh-huh. moms, um, especially um, eating disorder work. And so, uh, and and all of this is brought to us by by phones and internet, and it's just like it feels. It feels really cool. So um, we're so excited to actually, we our, our listeners are hearing um, a, a connection that's 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 been happening over a, at least a year, and now we get to talk in person, which is super exciting. It's a very cool part. Of yes,
1: and we've been trying. You were supposed to be on my um, tele summit, and that didn't happen because of logistics on my end. And then um, we've blogged for each other and talked about. Um, similar books and yeah, we're definitely in a parallel process on, on opposite sides of the country. For
0: sure. For sure. kindred, kindred spirits that, and the bookends <laughs> for sure. So, um, you know, speaking of projects, can you tell us about sort of what's lighting your fire right now? What's, um, what, what's important to you and what you're working on right now?
1: Well, um, You know, in my, um, I've been working with eating disorders for so long. I mean, of course I stay up to date in the field and go to the conferences and the research and blah, blah, blah.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but it's been, you know, it's been like 25 years at this point. So I'm kind of like, you know, what else? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) Um, so um, I think be, being a mom of, of an elementary school-aged kid, my my focus this past year has been um, working with the social worker at our schools for um, getting social justice and emotional understanding books into the curriculum, in the classrooms, in the library, in the aftercare program. You know people reading them um, all that so I've just been on a a mission to get multicultural and social justice and emotional understanding books into and into our school and um, I've just had a lot of fun finding some really good books and some really good children's authors and so that's yeah that's been kind of my thing this past year
0: Wow I love That's that. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. 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 I'll mention, too, just because, you know, it's always fun to find good books, and I don't get anything out of this. I don't know these people, but um, Gabby Garcia and Anastasia Higginbotham are two of my favorites. So
0: okay. I'll just throw
1: out their, their names to you. Gabby Garcia does a lot of um, emotional understanding, kind of mindfulness books, and she... Um, she has one listening to my body, listening to my heart, and it's basically Ooh. mindful self-compassion for kids. Yeah, it's fabulous, and her characters have all different skin colors, and mm-hmm. um, it's just you know, and and they're it's just woven in, it's just implicitly woven in, like to the story it's not like this is a book about anti-racism you know, it's just like, <laughs> I, you know which I love I mean those are important books too because I think it's important to be to name things explicitly which actually Anastasia Higginbotham does because her books are about um she calls them ordinary terrible things
2: Ooh. so she's
1: got a book about death she's got a book about divorce she's got a book about sex and she's got a book about racism oh my and I'm God. like Whoa, go, go Anastasia. Yeah. Know, because kids like go through these things like adults.
0: Yes. You know? Yes. And
1: so why not bring it into the forefront and talk about it and have stories about it and um, have feelings about it in the forefront so we can work through these things as a human species.
0: Wow. Oh, my goodness. I love that.
1: And also, I am i mean, I hope maybe this is Anastasia's next book, but maybe something on um, weight bias. <sighs> Right. That's yes. Mood. Right. Oh. A kid's book about weight
0: bias. Anastasia, we're coming. We're coming. Yeah. <laughs> Check your inbox. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Love it. Stuff
1: about like transforming negative body image, which is great and totally needed and essential. But what about like, what if we didn't have negative body? Image? Right. Right. Right.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. It's not built into our culture. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, we have emails to send, ladies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll make sure we get these in the in the show notes as well, so people can find them. For
0: sure, for sure.
2: Great,
1: great. Yeah, second step is another good resource: social emotional curriculum and socialjusticebooks.org org.
0: That's fabulous! Wow.
1: Sure. Well, and I love these two authors too because of the visuals you know kids are so visual and right brain i think that's kind of where my next project will be Mm. is because i had you know i focus on eating disorders and moms but the other area that i focus on is expressive arts as a form of healing okay and just getting that right brain piece in there is just so so important in healing and
0: kids are just in that world already they yeah. haven't left it yet
2: mm. no they haven't
0: mm-hmm. they have it merci mercifully yeah so I love looking at kids books and hearing about awesome kids books um, but I do want to talk about your book if we could for a minute um, Wow <laughs> This is it's <laughs> such a great book, Linda. This is just so wonderful. And um, actually, presented last week at a, at a conference, and I I had a, a a screenshot of your book up there and said, the only thing about this book is I just recommend it for everybody, not just people of <laughs> Just like give this to everybody, because it is just it's so great, and um, I really just love the combination of both. You know just such approachable, helpful information. I feel like so often we have moms who come in and say like i re- -I desperately don't want my child to have an eating disorder, and I don't know how to go about yeah. it and yeah, you know um, I'm just gonna start handing them this book as a jumping off point at this at this point now, um' cause I feel like there's almost yeah, like a guide great. in there, yeah. Um, which is so wonderful but I also just love how you're in there too and I just um so connected with with some of the pieces that you put in there of yourself which was so wonderful um like talking about like I never felt as bitchy as after (laughs) having become a mom um when talking Uh about sort of like the the postpartum experience of of the postpartum emotions and um that's my t shirt. <laughs> I would say that's my T shirt. <laughs> that's your T shirt. <laughs> to motherhood, yes. I've never been so bitchy until now. Um yes. yeah. <laughs> and I'm working right? on it. Um but yeah. I I just I really I really wanted to say that and also um you know, just kind of ask you about what really moved you to, to sit down and and birth this book because it is it is not easy and you have your practice and you have your little one and there's you know, so many plates that you're spinning, right? But something yeah, moved yeah. you here. Yeah.
1: Well, it was a long, 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 long pregnancy and delivery, even though it's not a very long book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, it was it was about seven and a half years. Wow. Um and wow. like most overachieving perfectionists, I thought, I'll just, you know, pop that baby
2: out <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right? That's what I thought.
1: That was my postpartum plan. <laughs> like one year, I'd have the book out and published and I'd be touring. <laughs> um,
0: Just does so this sound familiar at all? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking
2: about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's very comforting to hear you say this, even though I can hear the struggle in it as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So, I mean, a lot of the things that we learn in recovery, I, you know, relearned in writing the book, right, Mm, which is mm -hmm. not on our timeline, Mm -hmm.
2: it's
1: it's not going to look like you thought it would look like, Mm. Um, you know, the more you get support and ask for help, the better it will be, you know. Um, it's gonna be shitty at times and just get something out and you can edit it later mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know blah 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 all that
0: stuff. <laughs> yes. um,
1: mm. But what um, what the, the inspiration was, which is it's great that I'm getting the feedback too. Um, the inspiration was that there aren't any books out there
2: no for
1: recovering mm. moms during pregnancy and postpartum and WTF. You yeah,
2: know? right?
1: So I was like, okay when I was, I literally, like I wrote about this in the introduction, like when I was in the middle of going through it, I was like, okay, I'm going to be that person, you mm-hmm. know, I'm mm-hmm. going to be that person that starts, and, and not that it has to be one person, I mean, there's room for all of us, you two are, are in it, and so many other clinicians and moms and nutritionists and um, dietitians and doulas and birth workers and, you know, psychiatrists are, are also in this now. Um, but to to be a person to you know hold other people's hands through it and provide the information and the inspiration, mm. and and that's 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 where the book came from. It's like you know that this is the book that I needed that wasn't out there, right? So I am mm. like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna write it. Um, and I love how you said that it's not just for women with eating disorders because that's true. And I actually was back and forth with the publisher on. on you know one of the earlier versions of the title was something to the effect of taking care of your mood food and body image
0: during the perinatal period yeah yeah
1: Um, because um, it's not just for women with eating disorders or women who have recovered from eating disorders it's for most moms
0: for sure Um,
1: and that being said you know we had to like have the you know, the keywords and the-
0: The niche marketing, yeah, yep. Niche yep. for
1: marketing. Yep. And I mean, if I'm honest, it is most relevant- Sure, For women recovering from some form of disordered eating.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I thought, why not just call a spade a spade? But that has its strengths and weaknesses, right? Because a lot mm. of the women that are already in recovery are fine with identifying that like, Oh yeah, I had an eating disorder or I'm going through a relapse. This would be helpful for me. But a lot of women that aren't yet in recovery, there's so much shame, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. you know, might not identify with having an eating disorder and that could be a barrier or another thought I had was, so this is, this is an idea for if any of the listeners want to check out the book, but, uh, don't want a book screaming eating disorder off the cover <laughs> on their, um, in their purse or diaper bag, sure. um, you can collage the cover.
0: You can collage the cover. Oh, yeah. So
1: like just, I did this like 25 years ago when I was early in my eating disorder recovery and I didn't have a car yet. So I was riding the bus. So I, um, I put, I book covered, you know, I was reading all these recovery books, right? Sure so I, I put a cover over it and you know I collage it because I love using art but you could just put a cover up you could just you know put a paper bag over the cover <laughs> yes. you could read it yeah. anywhere you yeah. want
0: yeah yeah and you
1: don't have to worry about everybody on the bus or in your mom's group or in the coffee shop knowing you're reading about any disorder right recovery.
0: right I love that I love that. or
1: you could even do this um, you could get creative and do a um, some kind of art image you don't have to be a good artist um it could be moms. It's okay to be messy. Book.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. could, like
2: create your own title.
0: Uh, yeah, I love that. I love
2: that. That's so wonderful. I'm just thinking of every like Lisa Frank book I had in the sixth grade, and how that would be so amazing to have like a, a giant rainbow unicorn on that book. Yes.
0: <laughs> we we do yeah, have giant rainbow so much unicorns. There's in
1: there about you know motherhood in general. There's chapters on. It labor and delivery and breastfeeding and spirituality and mindfulness that you know you don't have to have an eating disorder to be struggling with those things
0: definitely not i i'm actually i literally have the book with me and i'm flipping through it for like there's there's so many moments that are so great linda but like one of my favorite moments for sure is the um the chapter on sleep and uh-huh. just like there's, there's so many quotable moments, but I'm literally like trying to find exactly the quote. Ah, ah, ah. Most of the sleep books out there, I just put in out there, most of the sleep books are opinion-based, not <laughs> evidence-based. And I'm like... What is going on right now? Right? And that later, uh, and and you say, I love how recently both of these doctors have changed their tune, modifying their approaches to acknowledging that one method doesn't work for everyone and each family can find their own right balance. Mic drop. (laughs) Mic drop. Right? (laughs) Right? Right? cuz i mean i i definitely i think this is why it's so important for all moms because even if you don't have an eating disorder so many of us get so caught up in that perfectionistic let me just do it the right way because i love these babies so much i don't want to mess them up i want the right. best for them and it's not that i'm trying to make them perfect and i'm not consciously trying to be perfect but I'm trying so hard to just do the best for them and just like having that there and I'm not sleep training babies anymore. And I'm just like, Oh my God, (laughs) this is just, (laughs) I know I've totally derailed the interview right now, but it was just like so amazing. I couldn't leave it out. It's just so Uh, wonderful. No,
1: thank you. I'm glad that spoke to you. It spoke to me too. I, I mean I got that from I got that from the sleep trainer that I worked with. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I mean, bless her.
0: Yeah. Bless her. Yeah. yeah.
1: Because I mean, that's the thing. Especially if you have some kind of tendency towards anxiety or perfectionism a K. A. Every mom with any kind of disordered eating. Right. Then you're gonna kinda wanna glom on to like the right answer
2: right
1: to relieve your anxiety and try to do right. It's, so, but yeah. ironically, like all the sleep trainers are like, this is the right way. Right. And all the co-sleepers are like, this is the right mm-hmm. way. And all the like <laughs> modified sleep trainers are like, well, this is the right way. And you know, and then you just get even more anxious. Right. Cause no matter where you turn, it's like. You know, what's the right <laughs> way?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. And it's
1: so hard as a new mom to really find your internal center and trust that.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and filter. You're
1: sleep deprived?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> right? Speaking of sleep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like this question fits in so well to what we're talking about. But like, what what do you think are like the most important things that you want moms to think about or consider um, or even know about self care? Hashtag sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I think part of it is um, lowering the bar in some ways on mm-hmm. your expectations.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, while also being very fierce about putting your own oxygen mask on first. Mm. Um, oh, uh-huh. And that's, you know, that's like a, an interestingly challenging paradox to hold,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Because mm-hmm. you want to, on the one hand, be like you have to be, especially if you're struggling with recovery in any form, eating disorder, depression, anxiety, you know, you have to be a fierce mama bear with your own self care.
0: Mm
2: hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: On the other, hand, the other hand, that's almost impossible with a newborn.
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's like I, I tell moms that I work with, set the bar low so you can leap over it instead of setting it high and failing to reach it and then using that as evidence confirming that you suck.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, but do set the bar, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Don't, don't not set the bar, you know, but it's like, like in the spirituality chapter, I talked about spiritual practice sort of before and after motherhood, mm-hmm. you know, you're probably not going to have an hour of mindfulness meditation practice every morning.
0: <laughs> probably <you> not. Know,
1: <laughs> you know, or an hour to write in your journal quietly with a candle flame. <laughs> That's right. You know filling the room with aromatherapy <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah. but you could you know you could do like for me it was um like i've done ju- morning during some form of morning morning journaling for forever you know since i got into recovery um but over the years of newborn to now um elementary school age kid, that's changed a lot. Like, you know, newborn was, maybe sometimes it was three minutes of journaling. Sure. Mm, sure. Right? Yeah. Or it was journaling in bed instead of at a desk.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Or it was, um, you know, when my kid was in preschool, I would get up super early and sit at the kitchen table and journal and then he would get up and he would come sit with me and scribble so sweet yeah and then and then we tried um having him journal or draw next to me as he's gotten older Mm -hmm. um sometimes he's interested sometimes he's not Mm -hmm. yes yes (laughs) um so yeah (laughs) that's an ongoing challenge um but you said, I just throw that out as like, I that out basically, like basically. I I think it's important to be flexible and, and non rigid, but also be fierce. I love Whatever that. your yeah. thing is, you know, whether it's a little bit of journaling or two minutes of mindfulness meditation, um, get it in there. Mm-hmm. Don't drop it.
0: Yeah,
1: it. Um, love it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something with your kid, right? Maybe mm-hmm. it's when you're giving them a bath, you practice mindfulness with water.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Or maybe it's mindful self-compassion when you're like with your kid and you feel like screaming. <laughs> yes. You take a deep breath and you say to yourself, "This is a moment of suffering.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: don't want to hurt my child or myself, so I'm going to breathe."
2: Mm. Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Our
1: preschool teacher used to say, "Smell the flower, blow out the candle."
0: Yes, (laughs) we do that as well. I hated
1: it when she said that too. I was like, "It's so fucking not that simple."
2: (laughs) (laughs) And when I'm feeling angry, I'm not fucking gonna smell the flower. But it does help,
1: right? You know, a couple of mindfulness breaths.
0: Yes. It really, it does. And I
2: feel like in my moment of need, that's like the one fucking thing I'll remember, right? Right. Right. Yes.
0: <laughs> Smell the flowers. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. I hate these flowers. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh my goodness. That is so great. I love that. <laughs> I love that story. Um Yes. I I there it is underlined on page 35 I had to lower my expectations again and again I love it I love it yeah so I mean I feel like you're really you know you're 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 already sort of like transitioning us into this next question like for what for you what were the most challenging um self-care pieces for you or for your recovery as as you have your as you ferried through motherhood like what what do you think it's been for you
1: oh gosh I mean I think in the beginning which is why I wrote the book a lot of this has gotten you know it's it's much more easeful now but in the beginning it's just such a pregnancy and postpartum is such a boot camp full of landmines
2: for mm-hmm. eating
1: disorder triggers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know with body image with food with mood with relationships with sleep with mindfulness practice with identity transformation you know everything just gets um, challenged and changed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I went through all of them, you know, um, what, um, what was, what was challenging? Well, all of them. Um, I
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, think a lot of the, um, things that are helpful in early recovery are also helpful in early motherhood. Mm. Um, which is kind of what I was really grateful um, to have that um, reference to fall back on mm-hmm. um, I think that's where those of us that you know recovered prior to motherhood not that recovery is impossible at any point it is
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it's and including if you're relapsing totally possible mm-hmm. get back in recovery um, but if you've had a period of you know recovery before then you could fall back on okay What helped me through this other massive life transition that I went through? Mm. So I think that's what I fell back on. I Mm -hmm. fell back on a lot of like, okay, keep it simple just for today. Like literally just for today. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: What am I going to do to take care of myself? Mm. You know, what do I need to do with food today? Okay, I need to make sure to eat my meal. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm
1: -hmm. what do I need to do in terms of um, contact, support contact? Mm. Okay, Mm -hmm. I need to talk to one supportive person. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, whether
1: it's a text or a phone call or your therapist or another mom friend you feel safe with, you know, whoever that is, if your family is supportive. Um, And just really kind of staying in the present moment. Because the, the future tripping and the catastrophizing is is hard part, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so staying in those really keep it simple action self care
2: steps.
0: Wow, absolutely.
2: I love that. Sometimes I'm like, what do I need to get through this next 45 minutes? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Oh, I'm just thinking of some of the you know moms that I work with, and they're like you know maybe four months postpartum, and they'll be like tripping on um preschool. Right. Yeah. I mean, really, like losing sleep over not getting their kid into the right preschool. And and which is actually a thing in San Francisco. But anyway Yeah, 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 yeah. um, Yeah. (laughs) So so I do validate that? There is some actual craziness there um in the culture around getting into the right preschool in San Francisco. Um but that being said you don't need to know that at four months postpartum.
0: Yeah, yep.
1: Mm-hmm. First of all, and second of all, there are so many right preschools. Like when you get to that part of the process, you can find the right preschool and you can get your kid into the right preschool, and there are many of them.
0: Yeah, of them. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: Yep. So for now, you know, let's see what what do you need to do today, this week, to get a little more sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, do you need to? Um, coordinate with your partner around, um, having them take one of the night feeds, you know, do you need to make sure to eat your breakfast? Um, do you need to talk to one supportive mom friend about like being real about how you're struggling rather than like putting a happy face on all the time and trying to look perfect?
0: Mm-hmm. I, I definitely feel like I hear also in what you're saying um what do you need to do right now but also especially in what you were saying with like the preschool thing like can you also trust the process right like yeah mm-hmm. that you're you're gonna get there and it's a game of inches and we just need this inch right' <laughs> just like this inch is the inch that's in front of yeah. you and can we trust that like recovery like if if you if you play this game in inches, you will get across the field like you will, you will get into recovery. You, you will, your child will get into preschool, a preschool that, that is, that is fine. It's wonderful, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's when we lose sight and we're trying to, we're trying to do it all at once. I love, I love what you're saying. Yeah, we're
1: trying to do it all at once or we think that there's like, again, back to the sleep thing, we think that there's one right answer. Right,
0: right,
2: right.
1: Mm. That's where I see moms get stuck. You know, there's one right answer in terms of the preschool. There's one right answer in terms of, like, working outside the home or working part-time or working full-time or staying at home. There's one right answer in terms of which college my kid is supposed to go to, you know. Mm.
0: One right answer in the way to recover, you know. yeah. I think you even named that in the book that – that um, you know, that there really isn't one path to recovery, even though I even feel like recovery culture kind of does that a little bit, right? That, yeah. and understandably that people are coming to us in, in a lot of the time in the most vulnerable state. And so they're looking for like, okay, what do I do next? And that's important, but I do feel like it is important for, for each person, especially with eating disorders, um, to, to find that inner voice and like, okay, let's talk about what's going to work for you today right mm-hmm.
1: right right and what's the right what's the right balance for you today right like mm-hmm. I'm thinking of um some of my clients that they beat up on themselves because they think they should be perfect intuitive eaters
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. As
1: if that was a thing. Right. right. <laughs> kind of, yes. Right? Yes. Like, the kind of definition of intuitive eating is that it's not right. right. It's contraindicated. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, they'll think... Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna try not to be too specific because I don't want to um, say I don't want to imply that there's a right way. Right. <laughs> but as an example, you know, for one person, if their food might it might be helpful for them to have a more structured approach mm-hmm. at a certain time in their recovery, and for another person, it might be helpful for them to have a much more freer permission giving approach mm-hmm. with food in their recovery mm-hmm. and for a lot of people it's a mixture of both
2: mm-hmm. 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 Yeah.
1: um and then we could look at that you know specifically with each person but like so many people come in and they're like I'm not you know my food should look like this in recovery and it's like no that's your
2: eating disorder voice just morphing right mhm <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah for sure. I love that. I mean, it's reminding me, too, of um, conversations we've had in the past about, um, what was it, Corinne, the best
0: quest? Yes, yes, uh, Cheryl Ziegler. <laughs> oh, God, what, oh yeah. I guess that's what it sounds like. It's, yes. It's the Googling, right? Like, best
2: stroller. Like, <laughs> oh, no. right? Yeah, like at 3 a.m. when you're like, you yes. need to find the best
0: eating just a buck. <laughs> yes yes what's the best recovery manual for sure oh, yes the best.
2: Great. The best (laughs) and Doctor
1: Google. Yeah, oh my god.
0: Yeah.
2: Doctor Google. (laughs) Oh, she's my bud. (laughs) Until she isn't. (laughs) She's my insomnia friend. I know. And no matter what you Google at three AM, you will be dead by the next morning. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I have it for sure. I have it.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm sure I wasn't doing that last night to make sure I didn't give myself food poisoning last night. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, my body's going to tell me whether I gave myself food poisoning. (laughs) Like, wait a couple hours and you're going to know, (laughs) Corinne. Like, it's going to be really clear. Put down your phone, go to sleep, (laughs) get the sleep that you can, (laughs) because either you're going to sleep through or you're not.
1: (laughs) Oh, that was a very good um, mama bear voice for
0: yourself. Yes. <laughs>
2: yes. Good rephrase. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We um we have a question that we like to ask all of our guests, it's kind of a silly question, but fun. We definitely believe that all foods fit every person, but there are some foods that are geared or marketed a little bit more towards children. Do you have a favorite? quote unquote kid food. We um, we can tell you what's come up a lot. a lot, lot of folks are into the tater tots <laughs> oh,
0: what oh. else has come up, Karen? Erin um, Aaron Flores recommended cinnamon toast crunch. We talked a lot about kids' cereals. We like Jess and I did a a podcast where we just talked about our own and it, it came down to a lot of cereals. Um cereal chicken nuggets. The cereal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hmm
1: um, well, I I definitely like mac and cheese.
0: Mm, mac and cheese has come up a lot. Uh, yes. yes.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mac and cheese and crackers and cheese. I don't know. Is that considered a kiss? Sure. I crackers and cheese. Yeah. Um, yes. You know what I liked as a kid? This is kind of more of maybe an adult treat, but I like this very young, and I still do. Coffee. Anything. Coffee. Oh. So, oh. Yeah, I, was, like, I was. I was. The Fancy kid. <laughs> coffee ice cream. Yeah.
2: I love, Ooh, I love it. Ice, cream. <laughs> ice
0: cream. Yeah. No, my six year old loves mocha chip. Let's we we get that.
2: Oh my god, Oh, that's right. I that's her moment. fave. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep.
1: Anything,
2: coffee, Great.
0: or chocolate. Anything coffee or chocolate. Awesome. Yeah. If we if we could ship some mocha chip to you, Linda, we would. <laughs> <It's>...
2: We would. <laughs> Uh, where uh, where can people find you? Where are you on the, the wide world of the interweb and social media? How can we how can we see more of you and learn what you're up to?
1: Well, I think mostly social media-wise, I'm on either Instagram or Facebook.
2: Instagram, awesome.
1: Recovery Mama, or Facebook, Recovery Mama.
2: Awesome. Or Dr. Okay, Linda cool.
1: Shanti. That's my website, too, mm-hmm. DrLindaShanti.com. hmm C-R-L-I-N-D-A-S-H-A-N-T-I dot, dot com. Shanti like Om Shanti.
0: Which I love. I love. I was like, I know, oh, right? that is like the cool Not sense. like Shanti like oh, a shack. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I've gotten that. I'm sure. Well, actually, probably you get it a lot probably around our parts in New England. You would probably get a lot of that.
2: Is yes, This, this yeah, my friend true. Linda Shanti. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But you could get coffee milk around here. That's something that's, like, a big deal. Coffee milk? Coffee wow. milk. So, like, you can go. You can go. It's not yep. super easy to find. But if you're ever in Boston, like, if you go to a grocery store, sometimes you can find it, like, chocolate milk, strawberry milk, and every so often coffee milk. So
2: Wow. Yeah. There's, there's coffee syrup, too. We have There's a, a syrup that you can add. Yes. Much like one would add the quick or what have you. Right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe
0: on top of your ice cream. I don't know that I've never. I'm like yeah, yeah on yeah. top of your ice cream. Yeah, huh? for sure. Then everything's coffee <laughs> ice cream. And and typically Jess and I have taken the interview in a totally different direction. We love it that way. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much, Linda. It's So great to talk with you.
1: Thank you for having me. It's good to finally uh, connect
0: so that's it moms that's the last bite for today but in case you're hungry for more head on over to the mama bites website that's m-o-m-m-a mama bites website and stream more of our podcasts or find them anywhere that you find your podcasts itunes stitcher soundcloud google play and don't forget to stop by instagram and definitely come on by our facebook group the mama bites lunch table we'd love to have you there And until we meet again next time, remember, motherhood is a long journey. Don't forget to pack some snacks.